0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue wire.
1: Let's fuck this shit. It's only a game. Why do you have to be made?
0: hope that's gonna be loud enough we'll find out i think it will be loud enough it's loud enough that i can see your waves coming through on my computer like they should so you can see my waves we're on the same wavelength usually guys have to pay
1: to see my waves (laughs) so hi audrey
0: Hello, Christina, and hello to all of our wonderful friends and foes. Welcome back to Puck Bunnies, the podcast about hockey, brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast and um, Polar Cranberry Lime Seltzer. Is that true? I am manifesting. Not Polar, the entire brand, but just very specifically the cranberry lime.
1: Both of us are sipping on our cranberry blackout. Well, I'm I'm sipping on cranberry blackout water.
0: And I am drinking virgin cranberry blackout water, which is just a plain polar cranberry lime seltzer.
1: It's really the official, I feel like it's the official beverage of this podcast. It's just cranberry flavored anything. We like to keep those UTIs away. Far away from us. That's right. Our urinary tract, squeaky clean.
0: Healthy, squeaky clean reproductive systems over here. Uh, Do you want to talk about hockey more specifically? how we have been vindicated once more Wow, in our predictions about this season.
1: Once again, Puck Monies has been proven correct, and we should be given money or accolades or something.
0: The Lake Tahoe games, which last week we talked about and said shouldn't happen because they were an affront to man and God alike, uh, did happen this past weekend. Huge asterisks on that, though. They
1: happened. I mean, they definitely occurred and we watched them. But I would say probably only about, I don't know, 20 minutes of the games happened as planned.
0: Yes. Which, honestly, great metaphor for life. The unexpected happens and you just have to roll with it. The NHL, famously a very flexible, non-traditional league, ready for anything. It's funny
1: that you say uh, the unexpected happened whenever like the most expected thing ever happened, which is that the sun shined.
0: Yeah, they scheduled a daytime game and the sun came out. <laughs>
1: wow it seems like all of the conditions that you had planned for this game happened i'm so sorry that like none of it worked out so if you weren't watching the lake tahoe game uh whenever the vegas golden knights were playing the colorado avalanche
0: they finished one full period on saturday which was like 12 p.m lake tahoe time and like 3 p.m. East Coast time.
1: They got about one full hockey period into the game and then decided that uh, it probably wasn't worth it to have refs and players tripping over huge
0: divots in the ice. Literal potholes were forming. I guess it was dangerous for them to play. Uh, So there was an eight or nine hour delay between the end of that first period and when the second period started, which was fine i think it would have been fine if i didn't live on the east coast
1: yeah so when were you supposed to be watching that game
0: the second half of the game um which started for me at 3 p.m then commenced again at midnight (laughs) and i did watch it i did stay up i watched the whole second and third period oh my god wow very proud of myself you're crazy for this one. I know. i I feel like people's sleep schedules have been really off because of quarantine and stuff. For me, I've just been sleeping all the time, like constantly. I am asleep more hours of the day than I'm awake. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And we and that's on hibernation. It's February. It's fine. Uh, I'm returning to my primal roots, yeah, and it was a big deal for me to stay up past midnight. So thank you, Gary Bettman. It was
1: like a really big night for you. You were just like, I'm going wild. I'm going to stay up and watch this game. It was like New Year's Eve. I just think it's very funny to hold a showstopper outdoor game at night whenever mm-hmm. you're doing it to have like this beautiful vista behind you and then like it's just going to be dark. The amount of time and money that was put into that so that they couldn't even, <laughs> so that you can't even see the mountains is, I mean, you can kind of see them. It wasn't like right. to- totally bad or anything like that. It just wasn't.
0: I will say, this spoke to me on a very personal level because of the social media aspect of how the NHL went into this because they were it was very aesthetics based, like they were so excited to get all these shots of the lake and the mountains and like the, the beautiful sun and the trees and everything. Wait, till, the games. Oh wow, you're just good. <laughs> I know, mine is good. <laughs> That I think they just kind of were not expecting science to really factor in to their vision. And I can really relate to showing up to an event that you're supposed to produce or cover and then being like, well, you know, everything turned out really shitty, but at least we got a couple good shots. And that they did. Do it for the gram.
1: Well, I mean, actually, I was I was reading something in The Athletic about this, and they essentially did do it for the gram. The reason that they were so hell-bent on putting these outdoor games on is that they were essentially just these huge make-goods for the NHL. So they had to put these on because Honda was like, hey, we've given you guys how much money? Can we see our name on some shit?
0: You said you were going to be doing a big like Honda-sponsored event. Where is it?
1: So obviously the all-star games aren't happening. So they had to do some sort of big event so that the sponsors could feel like they had that marquee presence. So they really did have to do these games, which makes it even funnier because that of they capitalism.
0: It and in fairness, I think like I saw a lot of people who have been working in hockey or like been covering hockey for a really long time, kind of getting mad online about people who were being downers about the Lake Tahoe games because They did pull it off. Did it go as planned? No. And I understand why you're upset looking at what that weekend could have been and seeing people just kind of shit on the league for things that were out of their control, which again... You and I already said these, this shouldn't be happening. We're in the middle of a pandemic. But considering all the factors at play that they had to deal with, mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job of making it work, of adapting to the situation and just being like, well, okay, we're here and Honda gave us a bunch of money. So I guess we have to do this.
1: Well, what's going to be interesting is that Honda gave them a bunch of money and they were supposed to be on NBC right? and in this like prime slot. Prime slot. Mm Mm-hmm. And then obviously that didn't happen. So they got bumped off. Both games. Yeah. Both games got bumped off to NBCSN. So I'm sure Honda's pretty pissed right now.
0: NBCSN, which is supposed to not exist in like six months.
1: This is such (laughs) a broke
0: (laughs) bitch move from this broke bitch league. And I respect it. From one broke bitch to another, you and I feel like you and I would have done pretty much the exact same thing. I don't think we would have said, let's start the game again at midnight Eastern Standard Time. Um, I would have liked like a nice 7 p.m. start.
1: It would have been fun if they had done it at like 9 o'clock in the morning.
0: Like, let's fucking go. That was their backup plan. So their backup plan was we're either going to play again at 9 p.m. Lake Ta, Oh, my God. I keep almost saying Lake Placid. Lake Tahoe time. (laughs) Or we're going to play at 7 a.m. That would have been sick. I was reading about, like, all the kind of extraneous plans they had to come up with that they didn't have to use, like, in case of emergencies. The, The backup to the backup plan is, Also really funny, which is if the score had been tied after play stopped after two periods instead of just one, each team would have been awarded one point in the standings and the winner would be determined by a shootout. But (laughs) so that shootout, if it had to happen, would have taken place immediately after like play had been stopped. If they had to stop after two periods, if the ice had already like gotten so too bad to do the shootout then... They would have done it at the arena in Denver on Monday before the regularly scheduled game that they were supposed to play.
1: Oh my god, that is just like in The Bachelor, whenever they do the rose ceremony at the start of the episode, because it was like a a cliffhanger ending on the oven. Exactly.
0: Oh my god. So that's what we almost had to see. I wish we could have seen that now. (laughs) That would have been so much worse. Are you kidding me? If that game had been somehow three days long instead of one day long.
1: It's a testament to the human will and spirit. They got this done in two months, honestly. Yes. If the NHL can do this in two months and we can put a man on the moon,
0: then you know what? Anything's possible. The Sunday game between the Flyers and the Bruins was really beautiful. It was to see the sunset. Was it beautiful for us? Yes, gorgeous. Absolutely immaculate golden hour vibes. Was it beautiful <laughs> for the players to experience? Uh maybe not as much, but who cares?
1: Did you see that like awesome picture of Philip Grubauer with the with the shades on?
0: No, the best was I mean the Bruins showing up in their 90s outfits. They looked so cute so cute we love a coordinated like we're going to a fraternity mixer coordinated effort from a team
1: (laughs) that's exactly what it is it's like the boys are going out
0: they're going to gamify's 80s mixer it's friday night
1: i think the secret is is like guys actually really love to dress up and like they like to do costumes and stuff like that that's
0: what sports are it's dress-ups with your boys
1: did you see Marshy's outfit? He had like a ski suit Oh my god, yeah, on. with the little
0: flame ski suit.
1: He looks awesome.
0: Charlie Coyle should dress like that all the time. With like the tight turtleneck underneath the vintage tee. Yeah, we loved it. More, more, more costumes, please. And then they absolutely dominated the Flyers. Like that was the funniest part is that they won that game 7-3. And I will say it was probably because of the outfits, because the Flyers showed up in just like their regular warmups. And I was like, well, this is just unfair. I know. One team is having fun here. The other team is the Flyers. One came correct. Maybe that's because they still have six players on the COVID list. Including their captain. That game definitely felt very lopsided.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that's how a lot of these games are going to go now that, you know, they see hellbent on finishing the season. We're going to have more of these games where it's just the taxi squad versus Mm -hmm. a full-on M.A. Versus Sidney Crosby. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting, but it was beautiful. You could see the mountains at like during the second game. So I did feel Mm -hmm. like we got our our money's worth from that one. That's
0: right. And we got to see Gritty snowboard and stuff. Very important. Gritty was doing some antics. I did like the fans who were watching from the water who put the ladders in the water and they were like sitting on top of the, the ladders. I can tell that's
1: like something you would do. You would like go camping and like get yeah. in a canoe. I would never do any of that. I would rather die than be in a canoe for two hours. Okay, here's my question about Gritty. Do you think that it's just one guy?
0: No, I don't. Do you think there's a team of people who are inside Gritty? Here's my theory on okay. Gritty. Okay. You know how Gritty has bodyguards? No. <laughs> usually in Philly, like, during games, you know, Gritty walks around the arena. And, like, every mascot has this. They have handlers, right? Who mm-hmm. are staff people who walk around with them. For Gritty, those guys are always dressed like Secret Service agents. And they're usually, like, kind of in on the bits and stuff and help, you know, carry props and stuff. Mm-hmm. My theory is that it's a rotating cast and all of those guys have like different gritty skills and so they take turns based on who's required for what stunt
1: that is so interesting they're just different classes of gritty exactly exactly there's no way it could just be one
0: guy. No. One guy can't do backflips and snowboard and do all the gritty dances.
1: Here's the thing. Maybe one guy can and he's just...
0: That's re- a perfect man. <laughs> That's a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> They've discovered the perfect man.
1: What's really interesting is, is from my, um, my, so for some reason I was like obsessed with Disney princesses, like, how to become one when I was, like, a Oh, so, like, how to
0: work at Disney.
1: Yes, I I was really interested in that. Not because I wanted to work at Disney, just because I thought it was interesting.
0: No, because it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre, cult-like, weird thing. Yes!
1: And so what I found out is that there's, like, a height limit on a lot of these mascots because you can't be like six feet tall and then Mm -hmm. also wear the costume the costume because then you look terrifyingly big Mm -hmm. so that means whoever's in gritty is like a short king confirmed (laughs) i'm glad that we got to discuss this
0: something i want to discuss is this text that we got this week okay hey bunnies as a rangers fan pray for us i was shook when i saw the news story about panarin There's so much to unpack with this story, but how do you feel about the possibility that Putin or one of his minions may be trying to poison Panarin? I just... (laughs) This
1: is supposed to be a hockey podcast, and now we have to do, like, geopolitics.
0: Yeah, now we have to do, like, geopolitical thinking. Oh my... God. So if you haven't if you haven't been following this international relations debacle that's going on, yesterday a Russian newspaper published these allegations from Artemi Panarin's former KHL coach when he played in Russia, Andrei Nazarov, and he basically alleged that Panarin got into like a physical fight with an 18-year-old girl back in 2011. And by physical fight, I mean he beat this girl up, is basically what the story is. It gets more complicated from there because, A, we're working with an unreliable narrator. Nazarov notoriously is kind of stirring shit. He's a goon. He's a KHL goon. And before that, he was an NHL goon. And he's also previously been really outspoken about Artemi Panarin being kind of an anti-Putin figure. He is clearly no fan of Artemi Panarin's. And Panarin was also traded from this KHL team like a month after this alleged incident happened.
1: And so it's sort of hedged in Nazarov saying this was his descent into where he is today, which is being an anti-Putin dude. The way it's presented, it's very easy for you to hear this story and think, wow, I really don't think Artemi Panarin beat up some 18-year-old girl (laughs) because it's coming from such a biased source. But he was traded a month later.
0: I don't think there's any way that we're ever going to know what happened, right? Because the speculation started because this story came out Sunday evening or whatever. Mm -hmm. And by Monday, mid-afternoon, the Rangers had issued a statement and Panarin had already said he was taking a leave of absence from the team to deal with this. So when you hear that, it's like, oh shit, is there some sort of like, credible something coming from these allegations? Is that why he's, is he taking a leave of absence to like, deal with the fallout of this? I mean, it's insane. Like the entire story is insane. And you have to factor in What I didn't think about is that his whole, like, his family is still in Russia. His grandparents are still in Russia. And he had been spending the off seasons in Russia every year and knows that he is no longer going to be able to go back there after some of the comments that he made about Putin this past summer. And then like he made a couple of Instagram posts a, a few months ago when Alexei Navalny was freed from prison mm-hmm. that were very much in support of him, which was very controversial. So he knows he's not going back to Russia, but like He has family in Russia, and so this might be a I-need-to-get-my-family-out-of-the-country absence from the Rangers that he's taking.
1: So is that why you think that he took that leave of absence? Or do you think that there was a possibility that the Rangers would want to investigate further into this?
0: I think both things can be true. Right. I think the Rangers probably want to get to the bottom of this, but also he probably has personal reasons for wanting to take care of his family too. The source that I trust, the absolute goat here, is Isabel Kashurdian, former Washington Post Caps beat writer, current Washington Post Moscow bureau writer. She had like a great thread on Twitter about it. And what she said is that the story didn't even really get a lot of traction in Russia until Panarin said he'd take a leave of absence. Not saying that Panarin is definitely innocent But no one should just take Nazarov's word for it either, obviously. All that being said, there could be more to it comment refers to why Panarin may have chosen to take a leave of absence. This story alone clearly didn't succeed in smearing him, nor should it have. People in North America are generally siding with him, which is true. Mm -hmm. But obviously, I don't know if there's been anything else behind the scenes that spooked him. Maybe he's legitimately worried about his family. Don't think his criticism of Putin has been too intense to trigger such a thing, even here. But certainly possible.
1: I'll just say it; it wouldn't be beyond the pale for a uh, hockey player to beat up an 18 year old girl. I would. Right.
0: That would be not surprising to me. It's not implausible that that happened 10 years ago, but it's not. It's also not implausible that he's worried that mm-hmm. Putin would. Do something to his family members. I don't think that Vladimir Putin is trying to poison Artemi Panarin. No. That would be so much work for so little payoff.
1: Right. But that, I mean, anyone who's been alive in the world understands that the Russian government has sort of a way of making themselves heard.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: like, this could be their version of that. So, I don't blame him for taking time away to sort of deal with his family situation.
0: Can you imagine, like, the international diplomatic crisis we'd have on our hands if, <laughs> if the Russian government <laughs> poisoned an NHL player? Can you imagine how annoying
1: this podcast would get? Like, you would be me awful in particular.
0: We'd have to have, like, State Department people on. It'd be so annoying. But,. More importantly, obviously, than the safety of Artemi Panarin or the safety of his family is, uh, are the Rangers going to miss him while he's gone? And when your best forward is uh, suddenly taking a leave of absence, I would hazard to say yes. He so far has 18 points on 14 games in the season, five goals and the Rangers are at this kind of precarious point right now where they are on a hot streak, but they're still four points out of a playoff spot.
1: Yeah, so, like, this is not the ideal time to be dealing with a kremlin plot right so there's really been no indication from the team how long he plans on being out Mm -hmm. i don't think he it's going to be an extended leave of absence unless something really terrible happens or like there's video proof of him just (laughs) the shit
0: out of wailing on a teenage girl sorry it's (laughs) not funny it's not it's not funny it's just everything is so absurd I know. I can't say it with
1: a straight face just because it's just like, yeah, like maybe, (laughs) maybe he did do that. But I just feel bad for Chris Kreider.
0: God, Chris Kreider should not be alone right now.
1: And Mika doesn't deserve this.
0: I fully got emotional today because today was the first time that Henrik Lundqvist was back on the ice practicing like in full gear after he had open heart surgery. How is he back already? Because he's a god. He is not a man. He is not made of flesh and blood. He is no mere mortal. Somebody in the Rangers media availability today asked Chris Kreider, like, if he had seen that video. And Chris was like, I just thought, thank God, some good news. Oh, Of course, I'm not surprised to see that, you know, he's just the best guy ever. Of course, he's working hard already. But mostly I was just happy to hear some good news. (laughs) And I was like, Chris.
1: Same. Honestly, same. Chris is just at home watching CNN every night, just like freaking out, just like the rest of us. Yeah. Were you excited to see Hank back on the ice?
0: Yeah, I think that's great. I mean...
1: There's no way he plays this season. Right?
0: No, no, fuck no. And he shouldn't either. Like, Henrik, <laughs> please, take it easy. <laughs> Sammy's got it. But yeah, very, very cool to see that. And I don't know. We'll see what plays out with this whole Panarin thing. But I, the bottom line is I do not think that he is in any eminent danger of being poisoned, um, either by underwear or any other method. Or pomalove soap. He keeps that shit clean. I wonder if he's done any Palmolive ads lately. What a guy! Well, not really what a guy, since he is racist.
1: But his Instagram handle's really funny.
0: Oh, look at him in his little jacket. He's got some stuff for shoes.
1: God, it's like it's it's weird to look at these and realize that there's just this whole world of Russian stuff.
0: Yeah, that we know nothing about.
1: <laughs> Yeah, like he's like shilling all this Russian shit. And I have no idea what any of it is. But I'm sure if you're, you know, in Russia, you know what the fuck he's talking about.
0: Palm olive Soap brought to you by Artemi Panarin. Oh, yeah. And he got engaged. I forgot about that. They got engaged last spring. That's cute. I always see him as already married. Anyway. He is wife guy energy.
1: It's been really fun hanging out with you, even though it hasn't been. Just kidding. It's been super fun hanging out with you.
0: Please. You can't do that to my fragile ego right now. I don't have a lot going on other than this podcast and that our is friendship. literally not true. I know, but didn't it feel nice to hear? It did. Thank you for lying to me. Christina, it has been really nice. I'm grateful for our friendship. And I'm also grateful that we are not embroiled in a Kremlin plot and that we didn't have to last minute plan any sort of outdoor game for any sports league whatsoever. God bless. If you would like to call in with your questions or suggestions for this week's mailbag episode, you can call us, text us, DM us at 774-318-6952. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at PuckBunnies underscore pod. Or on Patreon, patreon.com slash PuckBunnies. And please remember to rate and review on the platform of your choice. Please. Thank you for leaving those.
1: And I'm Christina.
0: And I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunnies. Bye. Bye.